Happy Easter. I'm Lauren. I'm one of the missionaries in San Francisco. Jesus continues to lead us deeper and deeper into our belief of the truth and reality of the resurrection. In this past Sunday's gospel from Luke 24, verses 35 to 48, Jesus again appears to the apostles. Now, if you remember, two of the disciples had been encountered on their way to Emmaus, right? And they recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. And then the other disciples said, yes, Jesus indeed has risen and he appeared to Simon. And as they're talking all about this, Jesus himself again stands among them and he says to them, peace be with you. And then they get all frightened and terrified because they think they're seeing a ghost. They know that Jesus has risen. He's been appearing to them, and yet they still can't believe it. He says, you know, why are you so troubled? Why are these doubts stirring in your hearts? See my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see for yourselves. I was really struck with the words, touch me and see. See for yourselves. And so in my prayer imagination, I really wanted to imagine this scene. And so I imagined Jesus standing among his disciples. I imagined their fear, their confusion, and him extending his open hands. And so I placed myself in that scene among the disciples too. Listen to him speak those words once again to us. Peace be with you. And then I imagined as he was extending his hands, really wanting us to touch and believe to see for ourselves that the resurrection is true, I placed my hands into his hands, touched his wounds. And in doing so in my prayer, I understood that the resurrection doesn't mean that the wounds won't hurt. Jesus's scars, his wounds, they're real. And in touching his wounds, I understood that if we still feel pain in our what we're, we are living now, what we've lived in the past, in our own process, or fear, or confusion, that doesn't make the resurrection any less real. The wounds, those scars, they're part of our history, but they're not the whole story. Which is why Jesus then helps to further ground his disciples, he asked them, have you anything here to eat? A key moral value for the Jews was hospitality. Jesus was bringing them back to their roots, to what is valuable and important to them. Jesus doesn't ask them for something to eat to prove he's alive. Jesus is reminding them of their mission to be servant leaders, to nourish others. 
to be hospitable, welcoming, inclusive. In this Gospel of Luke, in this narrative, Jesus is helping his disciples and us to work through our doubts. We are sent, as we are, with our imperfections to be good news. This is why Jesus comes again to offer our hearts peace. We have a God who is a living God and who, yes, does carry the scars of lived history on his body. I invite you to imagine Jesus in your midst, offering that peace to your heart. What nourishment can you offer Jesus? Maybe you're not a fan of grilled fish. Perhaps for you, it makes sense to offer boom broth soup or lumpia. Or if you were one of our teenagers, I'm pretty sure they would offer him flaming hot Cheetos. So now, if we can imagine ourselves nourishing Jesus... Let us also dare to imagine how we can nourish others today. This is our mission. We aren't meant to live our faith enclosed. We're sent out, even in this time of pandemic. So let us keep thinking creatively of what nourishing others might look like in these times. After Jesus took and ate the fish before his disciples' eyes. He then explained to them everything written in the scriptures. He opened their minds to understand that, yes, the Christ would suffer, and on the third day he would rise from the dead, offering them forgiveness of sins. So we can ask Jesus for that grace that we need for our minds to also be open to understand the scriptures, that we may have the strength to forgive, the humility to ask for forgiveness, and for the grace that we need to be Christ's witness of peace that we have received. Amen.